Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, today's visit is in the workspace studio yeah. of Miradona Circa. Or Recover Laboratory. Or Recover yeah. Laboratory, we'll get to that, yeah. Mm. And um, Miradona is an artist based in Helsinki. Um, but what kind of artist? Because that's a bit of a yeah interesting topic also. Mm. What do you do? So I am a contemporary artist. I do a lot of things. Um, for example, I am one of the three um, founders of this space where we are now. Uh, it's a multidisciplinary art group called Recover Laboratory. And then I perform in different places uh, off the off stage and on stage in a black box or white cube wherever also um, unconventional places and you're more of a performing artist actually yeah. the first performing artist oh nice happy <laughs> to see that one uh, yes i mostly perform or direct other people other artists but i also do videos and other media artworks also, you said you are a circus artist. Yes. First. Yes, that's my like how to say first profession. Uh, I have a bachelor uh, of circus, and yeah, that's what I started the art. This is just from. so fascinating that there is this thing that it exists like a bachelor of circus. <laughs> yeah, there is uh, two like professional circus schools in Finland, which uh, the other one is in Turku and the other one is in Lahti. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I went to the one in Turku, but it's already long, long time ago. So, and then I shifted my art practice to other art forms also. Yeah. yeah. But how does one person decide to go into circus art? Like, <laughs> this, is, this is such a niche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, actually in Finland, we have this like very big uh, youth circus culture. It's one of the uh, like uh, how to say like one of the most nourished youth circus culture in Europe. We have a lot of like yeah, it's quite popular hobby among the young and children. And I was also seven years old when I started it as a hobby. Yeah, in Rovaniemi. Oh, oh yes, you are from Rovaniemi. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, uh, one thing led to other one and then I became <laughs> a professional <laughs> circus artist. But do you have any other connection like somebody in your family that did that before or how did you? No, no, it? definitely no, no. It's uh, yeah, how one becomes an uh, actor or dancer. But yeah. <laughs> there are probably many ways <laughs> to go to it. Yeah, yeah. I think circus is like uh, for me from like all my childhood and my um, teenage years it has been something where I can like create but also be very physical because my artworks are also like uh, quite physical mm. usually so I think the circus uh, is an art form that allows you to be creative and physical and also quite experimental I think it has how does yeah. the circus differ from other like for just contemporary performing arts yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> Maybe, like, I have a experience from studying contemporary art in Aalto, so I can like somehow compare the studies. So the circus studies was very very physical, and uh, Aalto studies were more like academic studies. So I think like, ah, that's a good question. <laughs> How does it differ? We usually we 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 pick up a like a medium like which one we are practicing in the school also already before the school you are kind of like choosing one or two disciplines which are your own disciplines what were your disciplines i was an aerial acrobatic and a hoop artist I could, uh, you can see the plastic tubes there they are they are yeah, former hula hoops yeah, for me it's like a, for me the def definition of circus is quite, like how to say, flexible. Like in my artworks you can see the circus elements, but I would not maybe like 
define it only as a circus. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Where have you performed as a circus Where? artist? Where? Mm. Have you been in the context of a circus? Like I know yeah. that in Helsinki there is this circus that comes every autumn. Ah, uh, yeah, Circus Finland. Yeah, yeah that's like a, that's um, a that different a style of circus. There's um, yeah, like um, I could say an example from last year. There is this. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to explain this. Uh, it's like a competition for contemporary circus, like Eurovision Song Contest, but for circus. It's super niche, but it's very important thing for circus artists. And last year, uh, Recover Laboratories performance was selected in a finalist of this, actually same time when Kaharia was uh, oh, competing. Wow. <laughs> we were in Paris being like, oh, we are also like uh, uh, representing Finnish contemporary circus. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, for example, there we have been performing and actually quite a lot in circus context too. Yeah, we have many circus artists in the recovery laboratory working for us and performing. Um, yeah, let's talk about recovery laboratory in the, in a moment. Okay. Yes. But uh, like just just before that, like when you yeah. when you were starting and you decided to go to take this bachelor in circus, yeah. how did your family react? Were they, they supportive were, for it? Yeah, they were quite like surprisingly supportive actually because it was not a surprise for them because I've been like uh -huh. already performing in different places and being quite enthusiastic about. Uh, circus, but maybe they were a bit like okay because I was, uh, I just turned 19 when I uh, entered to the school, so maybe it was a little bit like oh okay maybe you get a real job or something like this like, and then uh, eventually when I graduated and recovery laboratory was already then existing maybe then my parents were like okay she's going to do this <laughs> like <laughs> as a profession like okay. There's no option to. It's too late now. <laughs> it's too late, and yeah, they've been quite okay oh with God. it. Yeah, yeah, and then from a bachelor in circus, you go to Vika master's degree, yeah, which yes. is visual culture and contemporary art. Yeah, is that is that the the path where mo most of your other peers then went or no, no, definitely what, what no, happens? no, no, no. There's. Um, like circus uh, is international by its heart, so I would say many people um, leave and leave Finland and tour internationally. Some people stay in Finland. Some people become circus teachers in the youth circus, and some start performing. Yeah, or then you can also apply for the school in other like for example France it's very like um, popular to go in the French circus school yeah and and why did you chose Alto's Vika program mm. in that case I think uh, it was quite natural for me because I already worked multidisciplinary and I was already like uh, very interested in performance art and media art and other forms of art so I was searching for something where I can combine and be maybe push the physicality even more to what other art forms. Mm. Yeah. So it was kind of perfect place <laughs> because Vika is a place for where there's uh, artists from different backgrounds so yeah. And then you graduated in 2020 yes you said. yes during the COVID I graduated <laughs> yeah I mean that's probably better than starting during the COVID I guess yeah yeah I was uh, actually coming I was uh, having a master's exchange for six months in Tokyo for media art in uh, Tama Art University and then, then I came back directly to the lockdown and I wrote my master thesis in the lockdown and then I graduated. <laughs> so <laughs> that was quite a lucky moment actually because 
yeah. you had time to sit uh, without yeah. any distraction. Yeah, that was a saver also. <laughs> mm. And then you say that uh, already in your bachelor's degree you started recovery laboratory. What is the recovery laboratory? Yes. So recovery laboratory was born in 2014, officially 2016, um, during my circus studies because, uh, uh, yeah. So I broke my hand like very badly. I was in, a, I fell down when I was training. And uh, this uh, was like turning point in my circus practice. I was realizing more or less like that something needed to change. That it's, I felt like we, I would be, I, I, I think that it would be more interesting to actually meet the people because I, I actually, uh, I love meeting people. Like I, I'm really like genuinely interested in people and like how do they live in their lives and what do they do. So when, when I was on stage, I felt like very isolated from the audience. And I wanted to do something like one-on-one -on -one performances and create more equal, mm -hmm. uh, uh, like uh, equal space for audience and performers. And then slowly we started like this experimenting recovery laboratory, which would be a route, like labyrinth-like route, where people enter one by one, and there they meet with the artists. It's a place where you organize these big exhibitions. Mm. And performances, or yeah, it started from like a one big uh, performance called Recover Laboratory, and then it uh, it got bigger and bigger and bigger, and eventually it's uh, it was like a it was recovered from your uh, injury. <laughs> yeah, it could be seen like that, but it's also like laboratory, like place where you put everything together and start. New things yeah. and fun fact uh, that I actually participated in one of the exhibitions of Recovery Laboratory yeah. in was it 2018 or 2018 yeah Meilahti in in Meilahti yeah but I I never met you there and I mm. I was then uh, speaking with another person Sophie Sophie, Sophie Hackenen who was yes organizing it yeah and you were a part of like uh, first we had a performance in this uh, public shelter which is under the ground. We had the first like performance uh, period there. It's a public uh, shelter. I always yeah. saw it as a parking garage. Yeah, it's both like the, <laughs> yeah, it's like Helsinki City owns this like huge hall, which is both, it's like public shelter and a parking, parking slot, <laughs> something like yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, it's very like uh, extraordinary place because it's so <laughs> big. It's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An underground and uh, yeah. Did you actually go to the performance part also, or did you just um, went to the exhibition part? I think I only saw the exhibition part. Yeah, yeah. So it, there was a separate performance. Yeah, part. the performance was that it started from the little like what is it? Conti like this like a little box where people enter one by one and they walk through the whole public shelter route, which is like filled with. Um, performers and artworks and then it takes like one and a half hour for one person to go the whole route but that is what I did you did that okay yeah yeah ah, so that was the performing part okay yeah 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 that was it and then there was the like uh, in January then there was this like a uh, exhibition without performers both <laughs> yeah now I'm confused which one yeah <laughs> But I can. Anyway, yeah. You are not the first one con confusing yeah. because we are doing so many things. That's like one of our slogans. Like, we have always something <laughs> and many things going on. Yeah. What mm. is going on at the moment? Well, at the moment, we have the space where we are now and um, we are planning our upcoming works. And now we have, I'm creating my first solo. Uh, performance exhibition thing and then I'm uh, doing some performances with Sophie Häkkinen who is a visual artist who I work with and then you're doing them here or somewhere else yeah here or in th then we also 
have residences in different places. Next week, actually, we are going to Circo. New, like Circo is a place for new circus in Helsinki. Is yeah. Circo your family name, or yes, it? yes, <laughs> because it's like so close to Circo, which is circus, which is like just closing the loop there. Yeah, I often get asked if if Miradona Circa is my real name, or did I invent? Circus <laughs> name, but it's it's my n- real name. Circa means grasshopper in Finnish. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, even go even more. <laughs> yeah. So you just came with your name here. Yeah, it just yeah. You yeah, had no other choice. <laughs> yeah, and it's my real name, <laughs> given by my mother. Miradona is also a pretty rare name, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Especially in Finland. Yeah, it's it comes from Primadonna. Yeah. First I was so embarrassed of that, but then I was like, okay, let's go with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my, my name is also very rare and I was first very embarrassed by it. And What is your full name? Uh, Leda is my name. Hmm. But uh, in Bulgarian, Led is Ice. Uh. <laughs> and I've been, I've been so ridiculed about my name, like you can't imagine. <laughs> uh, so I really hated my name. Hmm. Until the point when I was in first year university, I think I was looking for a job, and I got hired in this uh, like gallery space shop thing, mm. and the woman said she hired me because of my name. Okay, wow. She was like, "Oh, you can't be." I mean, when before we met, mm. she she said she was thinking that there can't be a person with this name that would be dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Which is, which is like, yeah, interesting logic there, but mm. <laughs> but then I started to appreciate my name a bit more. Mm. Yeah, no. good. I think it's a beautiful name. I never met anyone for a letter before. I mean, it's pretty rare in Bulgaria also, but mm. here I would assume even more. But mm. I have a, you're the first Mirodona I'm meeting. Yeah. <laughs> so you are having a performance practice, mm. uh, but you said it's also physical. Do you yeah. do you do you have separately some physical works you are creating, or are they integrated with the performing part? Mm. How, how does it go? Mm. I like, for example, this uh, what I'm creating now, the solo performance. Uh, there is a like actual performance part where people are like seeing me doing physical performance, but there's also a exhibition. Uh, with uh, small video works, which will be either experienced before or after the performance part. Yeah, but the videos are mostly like something physical also. What are the main themes that you are mm. kind of discussing in your work? Yeah, it, it varies, but I would say like um, as a I kind of like have two art practices, which is recovery laboratory, which is like the group practice, and then my solo things. Uh, I would say in recovery laboratory, it's uh, the connection between people, like feeling of being seen and heard. Um, that's like the core core of that work. And then for my like individual practice, I would say it's also something similar, but I would say it's more like um, recently I've been working a lot with awkwardness and like feeling of um, like tolerance uh, of feeling awkward. I think that's very natural because I have this physical background, but also circus background, like carnivalistic and like humorous way. Yeah, and yeah. also awkwardness in Finland, it's a, it's a very big thing. Yes, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's visible and like everywhere. Yeah, so. Like the most favorite. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not favorite in brackets, but. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love to play with the, like social norms and how to say, like uh, play with expectations and break them or like point out like this is quite funny that we have these expectations could we do something different that is like mainly what I 
What are your expectations from this podcast now? <gasps> this podcast, oh, it's a good question. Mm, I was expecting that we meet and then we talk. So they are basically fulfilled. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yours, what is your expectation? <laughs> mm. Yeah, I was expecting that you would be uh, friendly and open and, and you are. <laughs> and that it's going to be a, just a nice chat. Mm. And it's now exceeding my expectations because apart from the nice chat, we're also having tea, which is the first in the in the podcast also. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because, the, yeah, so far, I mean, we've had tea or coffee, but it, it hasn't been on the table so officially like this. Mm. <laughs> With a very beautiful egg in the middle. Yeah, the second hand egg. <laughs> I love it. How do you express that awkwardness in the in your work, in the performance, mm. or in an object? Or? If I'm thinking about uh, my circus practice, I use a lot of expectations towards circus, which is, which can be, for example, a trick, like an audience is usually waiting for a trick. So, for example, with the hoops, um, I am playing with the expectations of trick, but actually then I can open the hoop and form it as a <laughs> it's plastic tube and then uh, talk with the people through the tube. It's It sounds quite <laughs> childish, but somehow like people tend to open up when I give it a plastic tube and start talk with talk with them and they forget the trick, the expectation of trick. I think that's like... So you trick them? <laughs> kind of, yeah. And then... Yeah, and then with uh, recently with Sophie Hakkinen, who I mentioned before, we have been doing a performance called Life and Death, which is like uh, talking about taboos like hypersexualization and other like queer um, aesthetics and like um, also like commenting on the who can do and what on stage, these kind of things. And I think it's quite, sometimes it can be awkward, but yeah. <laughs> mm. I wish I had seen some of your performances live. I haven't. <gasps> Maybe after this you can get inspired and come. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Do you have something coming up like uh, already set or are you still kind of working on it? Yes, I have, but not in Finland at the moment. Next thing is, yeah, there's something in Sweden and then Mark and then in Prague, but nothing in Helsinki yet. But I'm, I'm quite sure that there will be something during the summer. So community has always been very important for you yes. in your work. Yes, it's quite essential actually. Mm. Mm -hmm. um. How many people do you usually gather here to work? Mm. So we are three people who are kind of like organizing uh, everything, which is me and Sophie Häkkinen and Inna Huttunen. And then we work together with uh, different artists from different art fields. So I would say like recovery laboratory family members, we call it family members. It's like uh, something, 13 people maybe and sometimes more because these big big productions it can be even like 20 people it depends and sometimes we are just like three or it depends on the production how many we are yeah yeah it's pre pretty i mean i'm just thinking about that exhibition yeah. that i was part of it, yeah. it was pretty big project in itself there were so many artists and you have to know make all the links and all the details mm. about the things yeah yeah I think uh, all of us three who are like uh, in charge we we are quite like how to say we love to work like uh, with different art fields and with this uh, this like attitude it uh, like creates a community quite big community and then we have this like so so lovely artists and family members who we work with a lot yeah 
without them this would not exist this whole place where we are yeah right so you've never considered working alone no i was two months in a uh, residency just recently alone and i've been like alone in residences but I can do it, but I rather work <laughs> with people. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had this creative block thing? Yes, of course. I I I have had <laughs> multiple times. Yeah. I think for this, the community actually helps a lot if you can share. Mm. Mm. Yeah, because they give you different perspectives and like... Yeah, I think, and they push you and they... If, because uh, we are quite close with the people who, who we work with here, so I think the push can be like quite extreme sometimes, which I, for my, me, it, uh, for myself it works if I'm having like a block or a catastrophe. It's, uh, both like safety but also like they push you but not over the edge yeah they push <laughs> you and then they also catch you and vice versa I hope <laughs> yeah <laughs> what do you think are the reasons why an artist would be in such a place like in a in the place of uh, having a artist block yeah um, uh, could be many reasons, like uh, private life reasons, for example. Financial reasons affect a lot. I've noticed that. Also, like the pressure. For me, it's the pressure if I have this. How to say? If the inner criticism hits, then mm. it's like so somehow you have to shut it off or live with it or be okay with it. I think because uh, I can. I've seen the artists, including myself, they can be pretty harsh on themselves. Mm. But also the environment. I think for me, the, I don't know if it's like directly linked, but it's quite like the artistic block can also become from the... Because uh, I am afraid with this current poli politics, what's going in situations, that the art is will be even less valued in our society so i think this is something like mm. creates the Anxi stress anxiety yeah, yeah like there's been many cuts in, in budgets and all that. yes and we are also recovery laboratories also like waiting for the answers from the mm. and hopefully we can continue with the space uh, with the home base do you have to deal with that every year or? Yes, it's uh, every year. I don't know how do you say it in English, but it's like um, special grant for like, um, what is this like? Like um, associations. Uh -huh. um, yeah, so we are waiting for the answer. Well, fingers crossed. Yes. I hope mm. that. I mean, it's been so many years now. It's, it's gonna. Yeah, it's going to hopefully figure out somehow. Yeah. Mm. Have you ever thought of uh, a life without recovery border? Mm, we have had some phases in our lives uh, because now it's already next year. It will be tenth year, so Whoa. it's quite. That's an important aspect of our lives. So of course I have been thinking, but I think I no, this is such a privilege to have this and like it's amazing and we are like, I don't know if you can swear in the podcast, but we are like fucking lucky to have each other. <laughs> so I would never like, no, I wouldn't like, like to give up it or it would have been like something super super disastrous happening and we have quite uh, open and transparent like communication about everything values and finances and everything like this so 
I don't know why. Why would we not have it? Of course, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean as long as you want to do it, yeah. of course you're gonna <laughs> be doing it. Yeah. Do you have some specific routines or a set process of how you develop a project? Or mm, I would say yes, yes, I have, but it also varies a lot. Mm. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, different processes. What has a f like uh, first you need some kind of like idea or irritation <laughs> or something like this, and then I start. I use a lot of like sounds and music uh, that give me uh, that gives me in impulses for the physical work, and then so you need a residency, and then it's on stage next. <laughs> That's like the process some more oh. or less yeah interesting that so you you come from sounds and music to turn them into something physical after that uh, yeah or like more like emotions or fe like feelings or something like uh, idea and then I somehow like the music and sound is like somehow like pushing Mm. how to like bodily express it or the vice versa sometimes it's yeah have you mm. composed your own music or? no 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 <laughs> i'm not a musician at all that's why we we work a lot with like professional music and composers and they like they, yeah pretty closely i work with two musicians uh yeah, and they are the ones who know how to do it. I only know the like how to say vibes and emotions. <laughs> yeah. And do you need a residency to develop it, or can you develop it without? Mm, it also depends on the scale of the production because, like here, we have uh, with Sophie, if we have made a duetto, we have been practicing in this place, and if we need a like a um, bigger space with lights and more tech technique then we can we need a residency but then also we have been doing this like like the shows in the public shelter so then we are scouting for this like extraordinary spaces it can be also public space like Kallio district during the covid we did this like evening walk in Gallia, which was two kilometers long in a public space. What kind of other s spaces you have used? Mm, wastewater water treatment plants. Like the... the yeah, <laughs> this is very spe specific. It's like a big... Because in wa uh, under wastewater treatment plants, there is this big tunnels where trucks and cars have to drive uh, to its... Uh, so it means that there's a huge tunnels where yeah. empty with empty spaces. So we've been using those places a lot, actually. Wow, Wh where are those places? In Viikinmäki here in Helsinki, there is one, and in Turku in Kakolanmäki, we've been doing. Actually, last August we did for a new performance Turku a performance there, and then we've been using uh, a lot of like um, other kind of factories, like heating factories, and also Suomenlinna, the, the like old for forestress. Are you deliberately uh, trying to stay away from standard exhibition spaces? Uh, yes, that was the like starting point uh, in the beginning, uh, but then. Nowadays we are also asked to um, come to the traditional stages and black boxes and also festivals to make the traditional a bit more weird or <laughs> something. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it works quite well because we have this experience from this like extraordinary spaces. I read this uh, on your website, it's part mm. of your statement that, yeah. that in your works you you propose alternative ways of being and looking at things to the already existing. Yes. I mean, that resonates with me a lot. Mm. And the yeah, one reason why I decided to you know, invite you to the podcast. Oh, nice. So 
yeah, I, gu- I guess these like alternative spaces is a part of that. Yes, definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah, alternative spaces, also alternative artworks and like visuality. Also, we use a lot of plastic and trash in our <laughs> like visuals, and I would say like alternative meetings with people. Yeah, for me, it's more uh, how to say. When you when you are performing one on one situation, I think it's essential for the artist or the performer to be aware of their own assumptions, how the situations would go, or how they meet up with people. I think it's like we we have the slogan that everything is possible, just like in ordinary day, which I really like. Because in Finland, you know, you might, <laughs> or you might have noticed that people don't so much interact with each other. Like it's uh, yes, it's a famous. <laughs> yeah. Thing. So uh, in this uh, situations, we are kind of like gently pushing towards, like. Uh, this moment when you when you are in supermarket and you meet up with a stranger, like for example, you accidentally uh, grab the same like uh, bag of bread, and then you like uh, normally you would just like <gasps> be like shocked and be like oh this is. But I, we are trying to push this moment to be like you actually say look into the eyes and be like hello. So and you're then, doing this on purpose with people. Yeah, right? yeah. So that we are trying to like, uh, how to say, like, trigger people to be more active mm. uh, and also not to be afraid of mistakes and also to be a little bit light-hearted and laugh for them. Do you think that is the reason? Do you think it's like this afraid to make a mistake thing? Mm. Yeah, or maybe it's something like to be shy and not used to used to say hi or like yeah, I think something. What do you think why it's I don't know. I have been trying to understand this for years now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean yeah. of course I of course I understand somebody being shy. Like mm. I, I have been shy in various situations. Yeah. Also. But it seems here people are proud to be shy sometimes. Yeah, that's also true. It's some uh, somehow, yeah, I see what you mean, like being proud, like humble somehow, like yeah, like oh, I'm I'm so shy, like that's a thing to brag about. Yeah, yeah, I hate it. I've always <laughs> seen it as something that's <laughs> not brag about. <laughs> yeah, and try to overcome. Yes, and I, ca- I I think I hate it because I can see it in myself so much that mm. I would love to be more. Like mm. out there, but sometimes I just feel like ah, oh, I can't. I don't know what to say. Mm. Mm. And also the statement of like uh, giving uh, alternative uh, ideas is also coming from the queer practice that, like, we work a lot with like gender representation that it wouldn't be so binary or so separated. That's like something that is very important for us. So what else do you use apart from the plastic tubes? Yeah, <laughs> right a pile of plastic tubes. Mm. Is there something that's like recurring element? So we have, yes, there's actually quite a lot. Mainly Sophie, Sophie who is the sculpture and fine artist, so she's mainly uh, doing the sculptures and the visuality of uh, our our work and uh, in my solo work I use video, video also like screens and projectors also for me I would say like in nowadays that like uh, how to say like the aesthetics is also how to say like uh, because we work with people connection between people so it means also smartphones like texting and chatting and using like daily life communication tools mm. so I think that's also 
quite interesting what I'm uh, like even I say that I do media art I'm mainly using this like very daily life media not nothing fancy so how are you using smartphones like um, for example could I show something mm. I mean if there is a recording we can also play it on top yeah somewhere in in our performances for example we give a chat room where people can chat uh, during the performance with each other like um, uh, and it goes uh, behind the uh, uh, behind the performance and we are asking questions like something like uh, describe a moment when you uh, fell in love and then people are like chatting there anonymously so we are making this kind of things and sometimes we are asking we have a, uh, our own phone number so sometimes we are like whatsapping with the audience inside the performance <laughs> things like this in that context would you say that social media is important for your practice and mm. like just promoting it or are you using it uh, yes I think I think uh, it's quite quite important yeah, it's like a tool to access, uh, like uh, to communicate with people. Yeah, it's quite important. Mm. But it's not like a, it's not promo promotion. <laughs> Promotionally, it's of course important, but not like super, super important. I would say like this. Yeah. Mm. You don't pay for Facebook ads and stuff. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> But we use a lot of Instagram, and yeah, I used to do it more, more. But I, my social media was hacked. Oh, so I kind of had to let go a bit. <laughs> also. Did you understand how it happened, or? Yeah, I understood how why it happened, how and how it happened, and I couldn't like get my uh, get my things back and that was quite a uh, big actually loss for my I didn't realize uh, it before that that it happened that it's quite important actually how, how did it, how how can one person avoid that from happening uh, yeah that's a please do this everyone <laughs> immediately there's a like two how to say it, like a, you can do the verification uh, uh, two-factor two verification. verification that's like the most effective way two-factor authentication yeah please do authentication, it authentication verification yeah yeah oh wow yeah i recommend everyone to do it i mean of course i have heard many times of this happening but mm. i think you're the first person i'm actually yeah. Speaking with that, that happened to them. Yeah, and I was thinking like, you no, know, I don't care so much because I don't have like uh, ten thousands of followers. I, I, but then I had maybe like thousand, and then I realized when it happened, like, okay, that was actually quite a lot. But, uh, and then because uh, I work internationally, I can't get get it back. Like I can't remember the names of everyone, and it's quite a like huge thing actually. Even though if you don't think about then it, especially if there are people only in that platform that you have yeah. connection with. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> oh no. Mm. Maybe a bit about the studio space. Mm. Do you call it studio space or workspace, or how it? Or is it just? Yeah, it's. A space? Uh, it's actually in Finnish. It's called tila, which is a space. <laughs> That's how we call it. Uh, yeah, it's a studio space and also a very small event space. Like we have these workshops here. Sometimes we have some little shows here. We can invite like ten people to watch the show, which is super cozy. And yeah. then sometimes we have some parties here, and then other meetings and things like this that we are now doing. Like two people meeting and how big is this place well, it's almost 40 square meters so yeah not bad yeah i i like the that it's here just in vasankatu because uh, then i can see all the people from the window i love it <laughs> i can just wave from yeah it's interesting that it's 
almost on the street level, but not entirely. Yeah. And you have to go through the this. Is it a residential? Yeah, entrance? yeah, it's a residential the, the house, and this is a former beauty salon. This place, it, the, it was like a, they were doing lashes and nails here, and then we came and. I think. And how, how long have you been here? Mm, we have been. Oh, how long have we been here? Like a bit more than a year. Oh, yeah. not that much. Yeah, not so much. Mm. I think it's very it's it changed a lot to have our own space because everything is here, the storage is here. Is it the first yeah. space you have? Yeah, we have had like a working shared working rooms and things like this, but this is like the first one only for us. Yeah. What would you say is the most important part of the space for you? Mm, the ability to not work from home. It's, it makes like mental, <laughs> it's, it's so important because then y it, you can actually have like free time when you are at home and it's not your working space also, the home. Uh, also, it enables us to invite people and artists and there's this uh, changing window exhibition that Sophie has been curating, so I really like it. I think it's the fourth artist now here uh, presenting their artwork. Oh yeah, there is on the window a, a, like a title and the name yeah, of the person. Yeah, now there's Luumutkursas. So how important is for an artist to have a studio? I, yeah, I think it's super important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, like oh, it's it changed a lot. Like of course you can manage without and you can always mm, but mm. it's it's nice to have a place where you can leave your stuff and you don't need to carry it and yeah mm. does your work change if you would have a studio and if you don't how mm. does it affect the work yeah i think uh, it yeah yeah it would it would change actually a lot I think this has uh, given us more freedom to do, like uh, I told you before, that we uh, made this performance Life and Death with Sophie, which is actually like, it's not ordered by anyone, it's not like, um, it's like, it's made here and it's made by us because we wanted to do it. Mm. And it's not made in someone else's premises. So it's like, I, I think it made it more authentic somehow and yeah. Do you go to other performances, exhibitions, such? Yes, I do quite quite a lot, actually. <laughs> do you have some preferred places where you go, or does it depend on the on the work? Yeah, it depends on the work a lot. <laughs> where do I do I go? Mm. Uh, what has been recently some an uh, interesting place, an event? On Saturday I was at Circo. There was a Circo is maybe like most familiar for me, which is in Suvil, Suvilahti. Um, I'm also a member of Circo, so maybe that's why also <laughs> it's like easy for me to go there. Um, yeah, that's the place. And then I was in Helsinki Contemporary on Saturday. That was very nice. I actually like there was an artist talk by Arthur Jesus Inger, which was really nice. I think I saw the the post about that talk yeah. when they announced the talk and it was the the artist with his pants down or something yeah yeah this one same yeah i would not oh, I miss that yeah i would not normally go to this gallery but i i, I think i like the work and i was interested yeah <laughs> so it really depends on the work where i go are there some specific artists that you follow their work mm. or like it um somehow influenced you? Yeah, I was thinking about this question actually quite a lot. Uh, of course there's some artists who uh, I kind of follow, but then I think the main influence is coming from my friends who are artists and I admire them. Like for example, Sophie, who is an artist, she's like, 
influencing me quite a lot. Like, uh, yeah, and this, I was thinking, like, what would I answer? I was like, yeah, uh, this is, and then uh, it varies a lot. Like, I really like uh, Pilvi Takala's work because she also works with uh, like awkwardness and things like this. So she's, uh, yeah, I follow her work and then now I think I will follow Arthur Arthursberg after the artist talk. <laughs> yeah. Must have been a good artist talk. Yeah, it resonated. It was nice. Was mm. it in Finnish or in English? Finnish, actually. Ah. Yeah. You said you were using a lot of these everyday objects mm. and aesthetics. And yeah. Is this where you get your inspiration mostly? Yes, yes. I'm very into like everyday. Uh, inspiration yeah I think it's very natural for me like to use everyday movement everyday object everyday meetings <laughs> and somehow it it starts from everyday and then it gets surreal somehow <laughs> yeah for your performances do you usually uh, create like a script beforehand mm. or do, do you leave some room for uh, impro both. I usually I have a script. Uh, it can be actually quite tight script. And some uh, like one of the comments that I often get is like, "Is this pre-planned or not?" And it yes, it is. Normally it is, <laughs> even though it's because it's the daily life uh, like style. Um, but because I like the people to interact with the performances, so there's always space for like surprise to happen yeah but quite a lot of script actually actually most of my time goes to script writing also yeah mm. so writing is an important part yes yes i think has it always been or or did it just develop with the need to have the scripts mm, i think it has been always somehow already from the youth circus we were like doing this like handwritten scripts for the shows so i think it's developed from there how long is one performance usually or does it vary a lot yeah it varies it varies a lot like uh, for example if it can be five minutes if it's like <laughs> uh, yeah or if you go to Aleppo and then take somebody's <laughs> bread <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, and I think the wastewater treatment plant performances, um, they can be like two hours or two and a half for a participant. But for a performer, it means like five hours. It's quite a lot, <laughs> or even more. Yeah. Mm, so it, it's, I would say, five minutes to five hours. <laughs> All right, well, thank you very much. Well, thank you. For being so uh, <laughs> open to this and uh, like just immediately saying yes. Oh yeah, now I feel like I want to interview you also. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can do that off camera. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank you for inviting me and yeah. And good luck with the international performances that are coming. <laughs> thank you.